0: Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast on what is the day before Christmas Eve. Um, Some people call it Christmas Eve Eve and if you're one of those people, uh, open up a big box of go fuck yourself because that's not a thing and you're just trying to get excited about the worst day like this is the worst day this is a day where people rush to get presents that they haven't got yet am i in that boat nope have i bought all my presents sort of should i go and buy more stuff yes but i'm a no fuck it i'm not i'm not embracing Christmas Eve Eve I'm chilling and I'm recording my podcast because yo let's face it I didn't do it yesterday when I was supposed to because I had a plentiful calendar lots to do lots to see places to think about and places to be um I am will I am come at me will I am I do not like your green eggs and ham hmm yeah, I just didn't record it yesterday because I was super busy, so here I am. It's a good time to record the podcast, it's like a regular time of the day here, but I'm buzzing, I'm excited about Christmas, Um, I should point out why I haven't got all my presents right yet, I, ha- I have made a bit of a a balls up, I did the old, let's just buy everything online at once this year, and that's what I did, I bought presents for My family, my girlfriend, and like all those old people that just like biscuits and like cream. Do you ever notice that? It's like if you're like an old lady over like 75, the go-to present is just like biscuits and some sort of like lavender smelling cream, whether it's a moisturizer, whether it's just a hand cream, whether it's just a soap, it's lavender smelling and you get shortbread and that's the go-to present for that. If you're a guy in the same boat, get chocolates and red wine that's just what it is and that's what i've got for my i only have one sort of like old relative left we'll have two but one like doesn't come down for christmas so i mean cut her off the card list she's in the home you know probably getting enough visitors and shit on christmas day so i just am buying one set of biscuits and cream so that sounds like a sexy song biscuits and cream but it's not i assure you if it's about an oip relative of mine it's not sexy um, but a segue there a little bit. Um, but my point is, yeah, I, f- I fucked up my shopping a little bit. I just discovered today, like, all the orders I make for, like, Amazon and stuff, well, just mainly Amazon, go, I get them delivered to my parents' house. And that's because both my parents are retarded, OJ, retired. So they're going to be there and be able to collect the gifts when they come. And I'd sort of been putting stuff together for the presents, and I realised... The present that I've ordered my sister Has not arrived And then I checked my emails And I got an email like two weeks ago From uh, the supplier Basically going nah we're not shipping this project so Or this parcel so the the Order's cancelled And I just didn't check my emails because it's been up to my eyes In nappies and tears For the last couple of weeks that I've not really been on top of things So it was a bit of a a last minute dash Try and get that sorted I managed to send my mummy out to get it for me I'm I'm playing the baby card at the minute I'm like oh I can't get out because I've got this baby you know Can't do that shit I've got the baby My mum was like don't worry leave it with me I'll go and get it for you So she's not only getting the present for me She's going to wrap it And then somehow sneak it in to me To give to my sister on Christmas day And make it look like I care But sure, that's where we're at the minute. I've got all the other presents sorted. My dad and mum got them Peter Kay tickets. He cancelled. It's fucking fun. So I had to get them different presents because the only other thing I had for them was like, I've got my mum like this water bottle for she's like getting back into going to the gym because now I've had a baby. She doesn't want to like die and stuff, wants to live longer. <coughs> Excuse me. And I got my dad three hand sweat towels for the gym. Um, and also I got three of the hand sweat towels myself for doing stand-up. So they're they're good quality sweat towels. If you've seen me do stand-up, you know I like to sweat. If you've been to any of my hour-long shows, you know I use that a lot. Don't usually do it when I'm doing shorter sets, but whenever I'm in there for the long haul, I need that towel. And uh, I needed the towel this week, gigs-wise. I had one gig this week. I was at Lavery's. It's a Lavery's Christmas Do, And it was... To be honest with you, it was probably a great night I didn't enjoy it myself at all In any way, shape or form this week I had um, a bit of a domestic Before I left the house this week um, not, not really to, to my knowledge It was one of those ones where You've like asked for your leave card To be signed by your other half You're like, look, is it cool if I go out here I'm doing this gig And you have a couple of beers with the boys because let's face it, I haven't been able to celebrate my, my daughter's birth yet. So I thought maybe I'd go out. Nothing major, just a few pints. And yeah, I got the old. yep, yeah, it's fine. No problem. And then I thought, because I've asked enough, is it okay? That it would be okay. Turns out it was the opposite of okay. And it was like stress city. I did go home early. I had one beer and had a shit set. My set was just not prepared. I just didn't have a good enough time to, like, look into stuff, I have good material about Christmas that I love doing, but I just didn't read over it enough, so I kind of just won it and missed loads of punchlines, missed loads of stuff, which isn't me, I like to have a slick, organised set, go in and drop it, but not not this time, it was shit, and I was on first two, so I didn't even have any time to, like, feel out the crowd, but it was a packed house, loads of people probably on work Christmas dues and stuff, and there's me just standing there talking, is she and as soon as I was done, I was like, nah, I wasn't in the mood to, to party, I'll just get home. And the more awkward thing about it was, because we had a wee bit of a, a disagreement per se, and I was getting a cold shoulder, I had taken the train in with the idea that I was going to drink. So if have the train in, get the train home, that's fine. But when you're not drinking, and a car, you could have just driven, parked outside, gone home, would have been fine. But nah, had to stand waiting the train like a pleb. It was awful But I'll tell you what it was, where it all started On the particular day of the gig Like I'd been building this one up for a while And trying to get clearance that it would be alright for me to leave My girlfriend, fiance Catherine With Our baby I thought you know what, the baby's fine She she knows how to look after it It'll not be a problem But there was a spanner thrown in the work Um, Her dog Was given back to us that day which I did have no idea about. Um, Catherine's dog um, was a little Shih Tzu, a little shit, a little prick, a little Shih Tzu called Charlie, who, whenever we had the baby, had gone to stay with her mum for a few weeks just to let us settle with the baby and whatnot. And for some reason, Catherine's mum decided to return Charlie to us on the, the day of the gig. And Charlie didn't just settle right in; he had to be a dick. Like any time he heard the baby make a noise, he was just going woo, 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 woo And he was such a stupid prick that he didn't know where the noise was coming from. So the baby was going wah, 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 wah. sounds like a bird of prey. And then was going woo, woo 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 So we had the baby in the inner like we pr like Moses Basket thing and dogs rushing at it, like looking around it, not actually knowing she where the noise was coming from, freaking out, barking loads, just being a brat. And then that made the baby cry. And it was just a stressful environment. So, as we got closer to the gig, I was sort of doing my bit to help out, as I always do. And when we got closer to the time, I was just kept asking. So you sure? I, I don't have to go if you don't want to go. And just kept saying, no, it's, it's grand. Go ahead. Now, I might not be so, like Socrates. Or I might not be Plato. I am just Dave Elliott. And I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a great thinker. So I'm assuming that whenever you ask somebody if something's okay and they go, yes, it is, then that will mean it is. But it turns out whenever you're talking to your girlfriend, it must be opposite day. Because whenever she told me it was fine in the real world, it was the opposite of fine. And the example you get to prove that you're in a bad place with your other half is whenever you text them when you're out just something nice because you do care you know you, you write something like is everything okay back there and she replies yes full stop and then you give her back all right so the dog hasn't eaten the baby you know a bit of lighthearted banter ha. she writes back nothing just you see the two blue ticks. So she's read it. And she's obviously just looked at going, you fucking asshole. So I was feeling these vibes. And I totally fucked my performance on Wednesday. So if you came to see me on Wednesday, guys, I'm sorry. I wasn't at the races. And I know I wasn't. And all I can do is but apologize and hope that the rest of the other guys, which just standard, that made you enjoy your night. But then I sucked and I got home and I got it in the air the old, you don't help, you don't do this, you're out doing whatever you want to do, out once, really, you know, and didn't even enjoy it, and you'd been told you'd me, see if she'd just gone that I'd rather you didn't, I'm struggling, the dogs do my head and I'd have gone, sweet, got in touch with Colin, said look Colin, I can't come down here, you know the score, newborn baby, it's a challenge, I wouldn't have gone, because I'm a team player, You know, but whenever you do all all clearance, all, all clear, you think, yeah, let's just go, let's just do it, just cool with it. Absolutely not. So, following on from that, I have just been super helpful as much as I can be. Not that I haven't been before, but I'm making sure that every little chore that I do is noted and I boast about it. I'm like a child. Like, oh, look, I completed my drawing. Look, mummy, I've tidied my room. I'm like that. I'm going around being like, just in case you're wondering who dusted, um, it wasn't the two-week-old baby, it was I. Hmm. Um, by the way, I've sterilised those bottles. If you, you know, what do you want for dinner? Okay, sweet, I've already got it laid out. It's, it's you know, uh, that's all part of the psyche. You get it in there, you get in with your, your way. Uh, your boasts, so everybody knows eventually that'll add up to something. It'll count for something And I'm hoping it counts up for some kind of Pinting Ideally over Christmas Because Papa Bear's parched You know he's been in hibernation it seems For a number of weeks And He needs that pot. Do you know even if it's just a couple of beers with the boys um, That's all I require But didn't get it on Wednesday And to be honest Kidding aside I did feel bad It was one of those ones that I could kind of see it wasn't a good situation But I thought the clearance was enough But it wasn't Thankfully over the next couple of days The dog settled in The dog's used to the baby The baby's used to the dog We're all happy families We're sleeping better It's all good in the hood um, And I'm hoping that over time I'll eventually be free again And not be a slave to the, the child forever Because if it comes to it If the child keeps like mugging me off I've the power to put her up for adoption You know she can't go look daddy, you can't do that. Um, whereas I can, you know, she's a baby, she can't speak, she can't move, but I can just go, mm. less time, you're being put up for adoption. And, like, let's be fair, they're not going to get a better parent, parent set up than us, you know, because we work really hard for her. But if she wants to be a punk and stop me having fun, she'll be put up for adoption. Unfortunately, now she's a couple of weeks old, I can't revert to the old, I'll put her back where she came from route because. You know logistically Just not possible So the only recourse is adoption And um, I'm not bad enough to like You know Kill her or anything But Adoption Is as far as it can go You know Kill myself maybe But her not You know And if I killed myself would be sly You know Cause then you'd need like 14 people to carry my coffin And a crane Do you know wouldn't be... Again, I'm all about logistics today. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm just logistically based. In, in the head, I'm thinking logistically. Because since the baby's come along, that's my role. Um, Catherine can't drive or leave the house, so I'm just dealing with anything that... Reco- like any ma- messages, driving places, collecting things. Just logistics. That's what I'm all about. Dad logistics. So if any of you guys are looking at advice, how to organise better, how to, like, do chores one-handed... Whilst protecting a newborn Holler at your boy and I'll hook you up with some life tips Advice might even do some sort of video Instructional video for you if you need But if you don't I just won't do it But like that I will not do it But I've been enjoying it You know as I said last week It was definitely like trying to get into rhythm again Trying to talk about Getting a routine sorted I feel like it's it's getting there um, The podcast is, is happening again we are into a bit of a routine now with the baby. I get up first thing in the morning with her, change her nappy, get her dressed for the day, put her we breakfast on, and we sit down in the living room, and watch TV. Again, Netflix, uh, we've we've completed Mindhunter. I think I said that last week, I'm not too sure because I don't know what day it is really overall. I'm losing days of like merging into one. But I completed Mindhunter this week and I've gone back over to watch where I stopped watching Breaking Bad. Because um, I was watching Breaking Bad with um, my girlfriend. But then like after like seven episodes, she was like, eh, nah, I'm bored about this. I don't watch it anymore. And if any of you guys know, when you watch a series with a partner, a loved one, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever, if they stop watching it, you stop watching it. Because you've no real time to watch it. But now I'm back up early doors. I'm just watching stuff again, getting into that. And then Peaky Blinders was another one I didn't quite finish because we watched it together. Then she even did the sly on me and started watching Peaky Blinders by herself when I was out. So now she's ahead of me in Peaky Blinders, and I have to play catch up with that on her so we can watch it again. It's a fucked up setup. Uh, and once again, it's an example of why girls can do whatever they want, but if guys do it, an issue. You know, can you imagine I just walked, went on in Peaky Blinders? I'd be the worst in the world. You know, I'd be like some sort of hybrid of bin laden and ted bundy but obviously in in Pavarotti's body you know i I would not she would not but yet when she does to me i'm just supposed to be cool about it yet sweet don't worry about it it's dead on don't worry about my view and enjoyment don't worry about my pastimes. don't worry about my hobbies my free time just you sort yourself out it'll be fine but on a bright note what i did get to watch this week was the foreigner Um, If any of you guys haven't heard of The Foreigner, it's a movie with Jackie Chan in it and Pierce Brosnan. Um, It's the one that you've probably seen on social media without actually realising. It's the one where Pierce Brosnan looks identical to Jerry Adams. Very sexy style. He's got the grey beard, whatever, the grey hair. And although he looks like Jerry Adams, I don't know if the character he plays in the movie The Foreigner with Jackie Chan is based on Jerry Adams, right? The story of the film is basically Jackie Chan is the father of this girl, who's his daughter. Cuz that's the way fathers and daughters work. If you have a child and it's your daughter, you're that's father. You're that child's father if you're a guy. Okay? Education, right? So what happens in this film is he has his daughter who he brings to like some shop in London and there's a bomb and the bomb kills his daughter. And then Jackie basically is trying to find out who killed his daughter so he can deal with the situation. Like, I believe it to be through physical revenge, not, like, just dialogue, you know? And where Pierce Brosnan comes in in this is Pierce plays a guy called Liam. I can't remember his surname. But he is um, basically the leader of a political party. And in the political party, uh, he is a former terrorist um, in the IRA. And I think he's actually part of Sinn Féin. He's like the deputy first minister of Northern Ireland in this movie. Former IRA terrorist, now reformed leader of Sinn Féin. Um, And basically Jackie tries to uh, go to... um, Pierce Brosnan's character, Liam Hennessy, that's the name of him, and tries to get the names of the people that killed it, or killed his daughter, and he's not forgiving them. And it's great. It's an exciting film. It's kind of like, you know when you get to a certain age, you become an older guy, you just want to do all action films, like Liam Neeson and Taken. He's done it. Obviously you've got the diehards that are all back. It's like this, but Jackie Chan is going full Taken, as opposed to just Kung Fu Jackie. He's like out for revenge. And the accents in it are so stereotypical. Pierce Brosnan talks like uh, Sam Neil in Peaky Blinders, and and also just before I say this, I'm not being racist. This is a quote from the film. They just refer to Jackie Chan in the movie as the Chinaman, like not a Chinese guy or this gentleman, an Asian man. It's the Chinaman. That's what they refer to him as. So in it, like Pierce Brosnan's, like, who's calling me? And then his uh, receptionist like, oh, it's the Chinaman man from, from the phone the other day. He's called your office here, wants to call in and chat with you. And he's all like, well, in that case, send the Chinaman in here. And then in goes Jackie Chan, and he's all like uh, super Chinese in it up. Like he's like a first generation off the boat Chinese immigrant into London who like owns a Chinese restaurant, obviously. And he still speaks kind of like... I want to know the killer of my daughter. I don't know the killer of your daughter. But you must have people in power who can tell you the names of people. I'm telling you, I'm not based in politics. I'm not involved. I'm, I'm not involved in any terrorism anymore. I'm all about peace. I know, but even so, you must have some contacts who can give me details of my daughter. Get out of here, Chinaman. And then they kick him out. But eventually, turns out, Jackie's Chinaman character, isn't just a Chinese, restaurateur. Oh, Oh no, he is like a super, army seal trained bomb making expert, and he just bombs his way through the IRA, getting revenge. Bombs his way through the IRA, sounds like a, a rap line from a, an Everlast song or something. You bombed his way through the IRA. But, it's a, it's a good movie. It's good for like five a.m. in the morning watching with a, a newborn baby. That's what I'm saying. That's the sort of caliber of watch I want on Netflix. So if any of you guys have any films out there, you just recommend it. Or it's going to be action packed. It's going to be exciting. Let me know. And also I love any sort of film to do like with any reference to Northern Ireland or the Troubles. Absolutely love it. Apart from a Belfast story, if any of you guys have ever seen a Belfast story, worst film ever. It's, it's shocking it's so like I didn't even have the rights to use the correct PSNI uniform it's just shit and there's a bit in it where they're like terrorists looking to get revenge on people that escaped the law and there's a legit scene where a guy in a full balaclava sneaks into a fish and chip shop and puts poison on a guy's chips as if that's going to be discreet fucking awful and people say that The Room is the worst film of all time it's definitely not cuz at least it yo at least it has comedy value. I did not kid her. I did not. Oh, hi Mark. It's a great show, but no film reviews aren't my thing, but basically I want action-packed shows to watch. But for now, I'm just going to keep going on with with Breaking Bad because it's a it's a, it's a solid show. If any of you guys haven't seen it, I recommend it. It is a good Good show Oh, What else did I want to talk about this week Office space That's what's going on I've been moving into an office this week as well Fitting a lot into my paternity leave But yeah, Shane Todd and I have got an office space To basically record our podcasts in and I'm still in my own house here now Because it's just easier to do my own podcast Than my own wee gaff As opposed to into the office for it, but we've got a good space with an office space for us to write in and do all that jazz. Got a wee room that we're going to set up recording, uh, in like you doing videos and pieces of the camera and whatnot. And then we've like a podcast room, so we're going to be able to get guys in to do the Boytown podcast with us. We'll get guests on our own individual podcasts, of course, my David Lights Weird podcast and Shane Todd's Shane Toddcast. Um, and then through that. We're hopefully going to be able to improve the podcast standards, get better guests in, and then we'll also have an address for people to send us sweet presents, with it being Christmas and all. I'm sure there'll be some leftover presents that you just want to just send our way. But that's in High Street in Hollywood, so the two boys are going back to where where we belong, our hometown. We're heading back to Hollywood, and it's great. A lot of cleaning up to do. It was a bit of a dump, to be fair, when we first got it. We got it at a very reasonable price for the location, but... We've put a couple of days in to clean it this week and it's starting to finally look in shape. So hopefully from next week, all podcasts will be put through the office. It'll be recorded in there. The sound will all be consistent and it'll be be pretty good quality. Um, but for now, yeah, just some kitchen table with a baby's changing mat beside me, probably like bits of shit on it and whatnot. But even though I, I uh, cleanse it at all, any use, but, you know, shit just gets places, do you know what I mean, people just say, the shit sticks, and it does, it gets everywhere, that's what, like, they say, like, money, all sorts of, like, five pound notes and shit, ten pound notes have legit bits of shit on them, so you might, may as well, what I'm saying is you should just lick toilet seats, because you eat shit every day, speaking of eating shit, we're going on to the segment that eats more shit than any other segment on any other podcast, the Champions League of Weird, The Champions League of Weird. We're actually making inroads. Now we're on the Group C second round matches, and that means this week with Marilyn Manson versus Dr. Zeus. I was speaking earlier about rhymes, and that's basically what Dr. Zeus is. He's a poet, he's just a rhymer, so he's not that weird, albeit the stuff he talks about green eggs and ham, Sam I am, Will I am, all that shit. It's weird. But it's not quite as weird as Marilyn Manson. Obviously, Marilyn Manson's art form back in the day was dressing up as this character that he is titled Marilyn Manson, and doing like pretty extreme, shocking performances and content of his songs, and you know, all around pretty weird guy. But as time's gone by, and he's just become like an old dude. It's so weird, like. If you look at, like, some of the rock stars now, there should be an expiry date on rockin', because the music does not get great. It's they, should, they just play their same old songs, but they can't sing anymore, and then to dress up how they used to dress. It's just lame. Like, I love Alice Cooper. He's great, but he doesn't need the makeup anymore, and he could cut his hair and just be, like, an old dude. Like, he plays golf every other day, Alice Cooper, so he doesn't need to put his wee droopy dog face all in a pot of makeup just for the sake of... Trying to look good, you know, says the man is going to see Pearl Jam in a couple of months, but they're still not fully old yet, so it's fine. But on the basis of that, Marlon Manson takes the three points over Dr. Seuss. Second match in Group C is Jim Core, the quarter of the band, the cores, conspiracy theorist, mastermind, mental case about aliens, total mind freak hit versus Charlie Sheen. Now, i spoken to before about Charlie Sheen. And he he's just not weird enough anymore. He's got kinda quiet, which people might say is due to sexual allegations, which is if that's the case, he can't take the weird points, so it's gotta go to Jim Core by default. So that's three points to core this week. And then on to the next group, group D, this is a bonkers battle if ever there was. Two of the weirdest pop stars in the world. People that are in the sort of fashion that you could probably make with an old Robinson's soft drink bottle. Will I am versus Lady Gaga? Both weird people. Like, I was shocked to find out that Will I Am is actually Will I Am's birth name. Obviously, Lady Gaga is not Lady Gaga. She's just whatever, Mrs. Gaga or something. Lady is just the stage name, but it's Mrs. Gaga and Will I Am. Two we- weird cats. Hard to call it, but I think that, like, Will I Am's more normally weird. And I think that's a big turning point. Like, when I did the weird podcast with Aaron McCann, he made a great point where he said, like some people's weirdness, like Sia's weirdness, is fabricated for show. Like it's added for her persona. She does all that weird shit and covers her face. And I kind of think that that's the same with Lady Gaga. Like off stage, when she's just Mrs. Gaga, you know, she's just fine. She just walks around, wears a tabard, has curlers in her hair, goes to the shops. But when she's on stage, she's just wearing half a pack of the Pack. Do you know? She's just lathering it up. her She's got that on her and she's got some stork grease oil on her. And that's, you know, that's not her normal self. Whereas Will I Am would probably talk to you about asteroid belts and stuff just over at McDonald's. Do you know? Whereas Lady Gaga would be Mrs. Gaga, I'm more concerned about just tidying up a house for Mr. Gaga and shit, you know? So on that basis, Will I Am takes the weird points. Now, this one's a tough one. I'm glad I've kept this to the end. Dennis Rodman versus Shia LaBeouf. Both odd guys. Shia LaBeouf, people are like, he's a good actor. He is. But he's a, he, he tortures himself. Mentally tortures himself. Like, he went through that wee phase where he just denied that he was famous. And he would wear, like, a brown paper bag over his head at premieres and stuff and have written on the front of it, I am not famous. Whilst also taking home all that dollar for blockbuster movies. And if you're an A-list actor in a blockbuster movies... Newsflash, you're famous, so that's like me going down like Cathedral Quarter, walking around with a t-shirt on me, it says, I'm thin, you know, I'm I'm not, (laughs) I'm fat, (laughs) and he is famous, so stop being a dick about it and just get on with things, where's Dennis Rodman, he, cross-dressing, sexy basketball star, dyed hair I always used to love that like when I was growing up playing like FIFA and stuff I always loved like footballers that would be like black footballers that would dye their hair white I thought it was so cool like Abraham Ba was my favourite footballer because he just really liked the bleach blonde hair I thought it looked really cool and Dennis Rodman was another innovator of that style except he had on his hair all sorts of colours he had piercings everywhere he just such a calm guy like he would wear women's clothes and he'd be such a big buff dude that people wouldn't even question it. They'd be like, "Fair play to you, Dennis," because if I'd be for you, you'd literally crush my face and shoot it for three points. I'm not. I'm not having any beef for you at all. And I think over the years he's just continued his, his weirdness. Like whenever he's in the public eye, dated Pamela Anderson, did all like full top shagger. He was whilst also wearing fishnets and having chains connecting his nipples. You know, that's just an odd cat. What what makes him so so weird though And gives him the points this week Is the fact that when he's out of the public eye And he's retired and shit He just somehow Some way has become Best friends with The master of the apocalypse Leader of the North Korean republic Which probably isn't a republic Because it's a dictatorship But fucking it I'm calling it anyway Kim Jong Un He's just his bro He travels to North Korea Plays basketball with him Plays plays Xbox with him Is my personal favourite because Dennis Rodman's like 50 year old dude Kim Jong Un's like 29 Who's are just playing Playstation together It's very cool It makes me actually think it's a lot like the film The Dictator That's how it, what it puts it in my head Once again the legends that are James Franco and Seth Rogen But I just picture it being like that And that to me is so weird So this week The points go to Dennis Rodman Whoa there's no, no no theme song to end the Champions League Weird. Every week I'm like, all oh, right, so there you go, guys, and Finn back in the room. Um, since it's Christmas, I wanted to regale the listeners with some weird Christmas facts that they might know. Like traditions from around the world are always great at any time of the year, but especially at Christmas. And um, my favourite ones to talk about or how different places of the world approach making children behave. Because essentially that's what Santa Claus is. Other than a dude that comes down your chimney, eats all your best food and totally lays on the gifts. Like as if he's a prince. Is parents maybe you not know, parents, maybe just the politicians of the world, maybe the leaders, who knows? But they've decided the kids are out of control and we need a way of controlling them. Here we've got Santa, who basically, if you're a bad boy or a bad girl, Santa knows. And you don't want to fall his, in his bad books because you'll not get presents. And instead of getting presents, Santa will give you coal. Which in today's day and age, you know, it's some decent dough to get fuel. You know, you should say, look, Santa, I'll take gas because that way I can sell it, or petrol, make a bit of dough out of it. But they give you coal. Like when I rise younger and... I must be honest, I had a bad year I was about seven years old Stuff was getting to me, you know I just, I didn't like the brand of crayons They were giving us in school I just didn't like the way my mum would give me shit All the time and, and I just dealt with it wrong, you know So that particular year I wanted Tracy Island from the Thunderbirds As my main Santa gift And I got it But whenever I opened the wee garage That led into the house in Tracy Island There was a big fucking lump of coal in it obviously I reacted as anybody would at the time. I just threw the coal into the fire and played with my toy. Fuck Santa. Fuck my parents. I'm an absolute baller. Always have been, always will be. Seven years old. Deal with it. But other kids across the world are clearly more of a handful. Now, one that's sort of taken light recently is is the story of Krampus, who's basically like this devil-looking dude. Who's kind of hangs around with with Santa, and Krampus is based in Austria, is where this has arisen. And obviously, Santa, the threat of coal wasn't good enough for the Austrian kids, so they're like, right, we need to have some sort of alternative to coal. So we've invented this character, Krampus, who basically looks identical to the devil. He hangs around with Santa, and if there's any bad kids, Krampus beats them, like not like punishment beats, just smacks their arse with branches, which is. A shit weapon for somebody It's supposed to have all the powers of Santa, do you know what I mean like you'd think he would have some sort of sweet bespoke beating stick, instead he's just got a load of branches, evidently what's happened there is he's forgotten the stick that Santa gave him and this first, it's his first trip out with Santa to try and deal with the bad kids and Krampus is trying to see a face here and he's going oh fuck Santa's like Krampus do you have your stick there, you can just smack wee Jimmy Potter here and he's like, ah, bollocks. Um, Yeah, do, you, Santa. Um, I just let me grab it. It's dark, so we can just grab a load of sticks. Santa doesn't say anything, he just goes and beats the fuck out of me, Jimmy Potter, and that's that. But it's a strange thing to have. So kids are going to bed terrified that this dude's going to come and beat them with sticks. That's Austria. Iceland, even worse. There's a character in Iceland called Grilla, who I think it's pronounced Grilla, I assume it's gorilla. Grilla. Grilla. Um, essentially is the mother of these two guys called the Yule Lads. We've never heard of the Yule Lads before, but I like the sound them, the Yule Lads. Uh, the Yule Lads are m- like a couple of mischievous pranksters. They're just like messers, kind of like elves on Christmas. So like would be similar to Father Christmas. but Like an elf on a shelf is basically the Yule Lads. But anyway, back to Grilla. Grilla is essentially a witch with the ability... To detect children who have been misbehaving. And during Christmas time. She comes down from the mountains where she lives. um, And basically devours children. Because that's her favourite snack obviously. Um, Her favourite dish is a a stew of naughty kids. Which she has an absolutely insatiable appetite for. According to legend there's never a shortage of food for Grilla. Now I'm just reading up on Grilla here on Wikipedia. And. What is extremely weird about her is, other than the fact she eats children, is the fact that she's married three times. So, yeah, she's living with her third husband. Now, obviously, the reasons why her marriages have broken down is because she eats kids, which, you know what, that's murder. You know, if you, if, you, if you eat a child, you're essentially murdering them. Um. Although I want to eat my only daughter because she's such a yummy, wee, delicious little baby bean, I wouldn't actually kill her and eat her and put her in a stew. I just like mean like, mum mum not i you right up, but Grilla legit eats kids, and like people in Iceland are telling their kids this. They're like, "Look, I need you to behave yourself. You know, if you, I don't know, what I'm doing something. You know, if you've been a bad kid, you can uh, be eaten by Grilla. You know, she's Icelandic. She's got strength and quality. You know, but." Yeah she just comes down and eats us So there's these Icelandic parents going Go to bed Or else she will I, And brutally murder you And eat you So fu- So go to fucking bed Will you You eat troll up huh? And I haven't been enough to scare the shit out of me Cole did me Let alone the threat of murder And being made in the stew And like if you have been a bad boy Which a lot of the time I had been I would have, wouldn't have would have slept. I'd have been up terrified all night. Like, you know why some parents, like, ring wee jingle bells out the window to make you think Santa's arrived? What would they do for a gorilla? Like, sharpen knives? I am coming for you. But just reading on here, there's actually... Obviously, during time, people have gone, gorilla's got a wee bit too... a wee bit too scary here, so we need to soften her. Apparently, she owns a cat called the Yule Cat, obviously, because that's what she calls her kids. The Yule Twins, the Yule Lads, the Yule Cat... But the old cat basically just eats people Who don't have fashionable clothes So he's just a really calm character That just goes around and judges people On how fashionable they are or not Sorry but baby you are so spring last year Eats them I don't know why I have that that gay German voice To me I think that's Like it's not gay it's camp you know Like Bruno from Yo I'm Bruno Sachin Baron Cohen's character Bruno It's like yeah (laughs) You know it's the coolest part of being gay It's being so gay. It's cool. It's crazy. I love it. And Bruno's actually one of the best characters ever. If you you haven't actually seen anything other than the Bruno movie, go watch his clips on YouTube. Yo, being gay is the new coolest thing. So that's why I've come to the gayest part of America. Alabama! Blah, blah, blah. Which, ironically, Alabama is so homophobic. So it's hysterical when he goes there. Check that out. But the best part of all... In the whole Christmas uh, traditions across the world Is the Christmas tradition of Danny um, Who is along similar lines to gorilla Danny is a South African character Who basically has died Danny's a ghost that visits kids who have been naughty um, So what basically happens South African families got sick of leaving out cookies for Santa every year Only to discover the kids had snuck up and eaten them So to stop this from happening, a spooky story was developed and passed from home to home about a a boy named Danny who snuck in and ate Santa's cookies that his grandmother had made for Santa. Obviously, Granny had worked really hard on these cookies, put a lot of elbow grease into it. So whenever her grandson Danny ate ate the cookies, the Granny just murdered him. So nowadays, basically what happens is Danny just... Visits the homes of kids and tells them... Bruh, you thinking of eating those cookies, yeah? Don't. And they're like... But why, Denny? Why can't I eat the cookies? Be like, because you get beaten to death. Like, oh shit, I'll go to sleep now. Thanks for that, Denny. Oh, I sure hope Father Christmas doesn't bring Krimpus. That was the worst South African accent ever. Whoa. That's weird. But yeah, a lot of strange traditions across the world. Obviously... None stranger than Drinking eggnog Which is fucked up That's worse than all I, I'd rather be eaten By a woman Called Grilla Than Legit be Made Drink eggnog uh, It's bargain Let's try some questions now Um Megan has sent me a story Obviously because Megan is a supplier of material For this podcast She should If the, if I ever get paid to do this podcast Yo Megan you'll be getting some of that sweet dollar For hooking me up with content mm, Bucati Let me see what she's sent me this week um, Elderly couple found with 60 pounds of pot Tell deputies it's for Christmas gifts Firstly Great answer uh, Why have you got all this weed in your car Ask for Christmas Fuck's sake Carry on guys Happy Christmas Way to go Yeah basically In Nebraska A couple Like in their 80s Had A street value Of $336,000 Worth of weed In their car And they just said Yeah it's for For Christmas Um, Hopefully they don't Go to jail for that Because they're old But that's a classic story And the Megan's Question is The Megan And the Megan's Question is But what's the most Thoughtful gift I've ever given someone Oh and um, most thoughtful gift I've ever given anyone was probably I made this big collage of photos for my mum and dad one Christmas. And it was like about five years ago I did that. I was like all I hooked out all these old photos from albums and put them in a big frame of just like our growing up and stuff. Say thoughtful, it was also because I was skint and I spent all my money drinking at Christmas and the last thing I wanted to do was buy a nice big expensive present. So hit them at the heartstrings, that's always what you should do. If you're looking to save money, do something sentimental, it's cheap but can be appreciated. James Wilson, Merry Christmas Daddy. If you saw James, you, you would believe I could be his father. And We all know Christmas shopping this late into the game is the equivalent of the downfall of Western society. Correct James. But Dave... What is your worst shopping experience? See, to be honest with you guys, any shopping experience is bad for me. I get stressed out easily. I don't like crowds. And I don't like shopping. And I just hate, like, see, trying on clothes. See if someone's like, oh, stick that on. You're like, nah, go fuck yourself. I'm not, I don't like it. I hate it. And especially at Christmas. Like, everybody is in that, like, focused, I will kill people to get, the present i need mode it's like the it's like jingle all the way the film jingle all the way um in real life but instead of looking for a double man they're looking for like you know as we unicorn cuddly toys that look like furbies but you squeeze their head they go yeah look all angry that's what they're looking for or they're looking for that game that's like the pie in your face game it's that or else just a big thick lump of lamb that weird shit at Christmas but the rude like I brought the baby out just to to get it registered last week So went around the continental market just had a nice wee day out first day out with her and stuff and just people were just cramming into the pram and I genuinely thought I was going to have to murder somebody I got that stressed out got so sweaty got so stressed just hated it there's been times I've just stormed out and gone to the pub when I've been shopping I hate it that much and now you've got Amazon you've got online shopping bar the fact they fuck your orders up you should definitely only do your shopping online. Adam Gillian has said, Has El Papino, I like the way he calls, calls it El Papino, but spells it right. Has El Papino ever been tempted to stand atop of the Giant's Causeway and lift the new mini Dave into the sky, exclaiming Zimba in true Lion King fashion? Toad's cool if not. Um, to be honest with you, Adam, I haven't. Um, mainly just because the Giant's Causeway would be a bit of a trek. You know, I could by all means go somewhere like handier, like Belfast Lock, and just hold her out to the like HSS or something and do that. But the whole go the whole way up the Giant the Giants Causeway would be a bit of a, a no no at this stage. But hey, if I ever decide to do that, you'll be the first to know. Connor Gavin has said, Heard you quote the legend that is Tommy Wiseau off the room last week. Why is he why is the Champions League of... Weird? Why is he not in the Champions League of Weird, I think you mean to say? Dude's straight up weird. Plus, have you seen The Room? Greatest movie of all time. Your thoughts? Hashtag keen. Um, I have seen The Room. I've seen The Disaster Artist too, which is the new movie that has come out that sort of... goes behind the scene of The Room and explains how it ended up being the way it is. But basically... Tommy why to answer your question first of all I wasn't oh, not not aware I'd seen the movie but it didn't even spring to my mind when it was coming up the grips but next year next season if the Champions League of weird returns Tommy Wise will be in it and hey he might have a chance to win it I'm so happy I have you as my best friend and I love Lisa so much it's just the weirdest <laughs> the weirdest movie ever Is the acting in it like some of you guys have seen some of the videos I'm in if you've seen late license You've seen bad acting, but hey, this acting is so bad that it's brilliant. It's like the the bit I did, the opening last week's podcast. I did not hit her. I did not. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. Oh hi, Mark. Like that's not that's the tone he speaks throughout the movie. Why, Lisa? Why? He just he says the weirdest accent that you'll ever hear, um, and there's no. For those of you who don't know Tommy Wiseau, there's no reasoning as to where he's from. There's no explanation. He doesn't have a hometown. He just basically says he's from New Orleans. And whenever he speaks, he speaks like this. Yo, do you want to go to Mardi Gras? Because, hey, you'll have good time, yeah? We can drink and we can watch the parade. It would be a good time. And it's just the weirdest voice Definitely not New Orleans You're tearing me apart Lisa but yeah Connor cheers for that question Um, You've really got me going off Off kilter there because I love the room I love Tommy Wiseau so cheers But if you haven't seen it already check out the room And definitely get the cinema and go and see the disaster artist Because I thought it was a brilliant brilliant movie Very funny um Dylan O'Flanagan has asked what would be the weirdest and best rule you would make for the twelve pubs of Christmas? Merry Christmas to you and the new addition to your family. Dylan, thank you. I appreciate the Christmas cheer. I like people wishing me a happy Christmas. Um for any of you guys that haven't done that yet, by all means do it over Twitter. Follow Dylan's lady, he's a great man. I went to Arnold there, follow Dylan. Dylan, you son of a bitch. But yeah, wish me a happy Christmas. Um Weirdest rule, I'd make for the 12 pubs of Christmas. I would mix the 12 pubs of Christmas with, like, strip poker. So instead of, like, if you lose a, a chip or whatever, you lose an item of clothes. Each pub you go to, take an item of clothing off. So you can hop yourself up. Definitely have more than 12 items of clothing on. But, you know, if you don't, mm-mm, someone will see your winky, baby. But that would be my rule. Strip off. Or else, um, if you're just not wanting to be nude and stuff and embarrass yourself, just drink tequila at every single bar with the drink you're supposed to have and then by the end, you'll be naked anyway. Last question. Or two on Instagram here. Um, Michael Gilmers asked me, how did you make a baby? Well, Google how to make a baby, mate. And that's how I did it. Albeit I've never actually done the act that you're supposed to do to have a baby so yeah i get your point but i just flicked it it was an ejaculate conception um chris Barr once again coming in with a great weird story hey dave not only do japan net weird creepy dolls and create villages with them which was my favorite story i've ever read by the way and um, they seem to wear christmas dinner as well check this out and chris has sent me a link to a story about how japanese people celebrate christmas with kfc so basically this is a Christmas tradition that you eat KFC in Japan, and um, turns out Christmas isn't what it is here in Japan. Obviously, see KFC, but they treat it more of like an, a marketing day. So, somebody in KFC in like the nineteen seventies basically said, "What's Christmas without a KFC?" And in light of that, that was formed, and now it's just been a tradition ever since the 70s So, Japanese like by well, they say three and a half million Japanese people get kfc on christmas day which they compare christmas to like valentine's day people just don't enjoy christmas if they're not from western society it's so sly because christmas is the best i love christmas i love drinking at christmas i love getting presents i just love it unfortunately this year i'll not be able to drink because my girlfriend can't drive because of medical issues uh she's a cesarean so uh, sly it's selfish means i can't drink could get a taxi but then i gotta get up in the middle of the night and look after a baby which with a hangover is not good but guys that is the end of the podcast all the questions are answered i've talked about what i want to talk about this week um a fact of i'm a liar, of one review new this week and i'll read that out just real quick um it's 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 weird actually. I haven't read it before. Just checking there now. Um, the name that they have answered to is weird AF. So, and they've said your mass pushing. Don't know what that means. Yeah. That's grand, anyway, man. I'll see you soon, sure, man. I hope you're doing good. I love to see you later tonight, man. Thanks again for a lovely Christmas Eve. I love you so much. I miss seeing your family. I hope everything went great with your new glasses, and I'm sure you're doing good. i Appreciate the five star review, but that's that doesn't even make sense. Like at least review the podcast in a weird manner. Do you know what I'm saying, baby? Do you know what I'm saying, baby? For example, Pascal Seagun's bald head but a very funny podcast. That's But that's just baffled me and I can't really answer that. So to close, I'll just say, guys, hope you have a great Christmas. Um, hope you get all the presents you just want. Hope you see all the loved ones you just want to see. Hope you chill out, relax and have a good time. I can't wait for it because it's my first Christmas as a dad. And although the whole Santa stuff's going to be lost in the wee bald Egypt, um, <laughs> it's going to be great to just see her in her wee Christmas gear and be able to eat some sweet Christmas food. And just have a great time. So, guys, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thanks very much for um, listening to Boytown as well. Appreciate that. And if you haven't already, subscribe to SoundCloud, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, and iTunes, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. And follow me on all social media. On Twitter, at Elliott, two L's and two T's. On Instagram, Dave Elliott Comedy on facebook dave Elliott comedy and i've got snapchat again and that's dave Elliott lol because comedy's too long to fit in so i just look like a wee prick lol loser but follow me on that anyway i'll see how that goes because it's boring me already so i might just get rid of it again but anyway follow me on the rest subscribe review please and enjoy your christmas don't drink too much eggnog because it's bogging but for sure eat all that ham Eat all that turkey, eat all that stuffing. And then get that mistletoe and get snogging. Guys, happy Christmas. God bless.